Thanks for listening to The Vine's podcast. The Vine is a church in Austin, Texas, with the simple goal of following Jesus together. And we hope this message helps you in doing just that. Good morning, Vine, fam- Vine Church. For those that don't know who I am, my name is Frank Voskis, and I've been a member of the Vine community for about almost two years now. Holy cow. Uh, just wanted to welcome my family. They're all here from Colorado and around Texas, all the grandkids. Some of, <laughs> some of them are up in the kids' youth and everything, so thank you for being here. Let us pray. Lord, we give you glory, we give you praise, and we thank you so much for this time together. Lord, we just ask that your Holy Spirit moves through this room and speaks to each one of us in a special way. Help us to understand our doubt in our own lives. In any situation that you have put us in, we know you can provide a way out. Let your words be of you this morning, O God. Let my words be of you. In your precious name I pray. We pray. Amen. Then he said to Thomas, put your finger here. See my hands? Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Stop doubting and believe. See, the others were in the room with Jesus. Thomas was not one with the twelve. They were telling him that they had seen the Lord. But Thomas had to see it for himself. He, had, he may not have doubted who Jesus was, but he, would, he may have doubted what the other men were telling him. This is how Jesus helped Thomas through doubt to come to an understanding of acceptance of love and calling. Blessed are those who have faith but have not seen. Those are hard words, especially for people who are trying to figure out their faith with this God we worship. That was Thomas on so many levels. Many of us have been hurt or felt discomfort in one way or another by a church or its teachings. We may not want to admit it, but it has happened to the best of us. Today I want to talk about how to have faith in the love and the leadership God is in our lives. The question today is, will you believe God wants to lead you? Will you believe God wants to love you? 
let us take Thomas out of the story for just a minute and put ourselves into the story or someone that is really close to us. Does anyone come to mind? We all understand things differently. Some must gain faith in their minds first before it reaches their heart. When someone believes in their mind, they believe what they are told without investigating or reading scripture for themselves. When faith reaches your heart, it is truly the Holy Spirit stirring up something deep within your soul. The heart thing, the tugging we can experience, the personal, personal relationship we can have with God. It is not just a mind thing, but truly having a yearning to follow Jesus closer. By reading scripture, seeking out help through addiction, loving yourself fully, and allowing God to wrap love around you in whatever you are going through in life, good or bad. Let me share a brief story about someone who had encountered just that. This story took place on a beautiful fall day in San Antonio, Texas. I had just dropped off a loved one, in this case it was Ron Greer, at the doctor's office, and I figured I would go for a walk. I know this isn't going to sit well with some people, but I prefer not to spend money on Starbucks, but decided to treat myself. This man that was out front seemed to be about 30 or early 40s. I had noticed him working with something when I was walking through. So I turned around and I remembered a moment in my own life. He was working with palms. He was making beautiful roses and crosses. It took me back to my roots of the Catholic church, the tradition that I had grown up in. Ron and I have these throughout our home, placed above our door, smaller ones, and not as beautiful, because <laughs> I made them myself. This is where I felt God was leading me and meeting me in doubt, like Thomas, and I felt God ask me to believe. I felt truly God sends people our way to help in our faith journey. He was working with the palms and making beautiful roses and crosses, and I'm repeating myself. <laughs> I have made many of these and have hung them around the house. To help you understand why this moment was meaningful to me, let me take you back and understand me as a child. As a child, I was always curious and creative, especially regarding the church. There was a time when I would pretend I was the Pope and I did not have a little crown or steeple hat, the little tiara hat. <laughs> My grandmother lived in Colorado, and she would always save Clorox jugs and to, <laughs> for the rainwater through the winter months to water her all the plants that she had. So one day I snuck out and I cut the jug, and there's my little steeple hat. I would also make little flat circles and bread and poured a little cup of grape juice and a little cup of grape, grape juice to pretend it was wine. On occasion, I would sneak out back on the porch and create ashes in a coffee can. 
I then would go into the living room where my family was visiting or other visitors that come after church and impose ashes and hand out communion to whoever would allow it. <laughs> my grandparents always gave in. That question, even as such a young person, the question, will you believe God wants to lead you? Will you believe that God loves you? You bet I loved God and church at such a young age. Now that I look back, he was molding me back then. When I was doubting, I always felt God shows up in the simplest ways. This is how I was feeling on that Starbucks day. I was feeling so discouraged and doubting my calling and God's love for me. And then I saw the man and remembered my calling and felt like Jesus was like Thomas, encouraging me to believe in his calling on my life. In John 14, 5 and 6, Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? And Jesus said, I am the truth, the way, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you know me, you will know my Father also. From now on, you do know him, and you have seen him. At age 19, I began attending an Assembly of God church. I was actively involved in youth and college ministry, taught Sunday school, and helped launch a campus crusade for Christ ministry at the University of Southern Colorado, now Colorado State University of Pueblo. We saw so many people come to encounter Christ and God's love for them through this ministry. This is where I also reaffirmed my child baptism as an adult as well. A few months passed after that life-changing moment in my faith journey. I began attending Central Bible College in Springfield, Missouri. I continued to feel God had placed a call on my life, but doubt kept creeping in. Just like what we read in the scripture, life gives us many opportunities, and God allows us to choose our paths. I was also struggling to find myself and my identity in this world. I grew up Catholic, came from a large Hispanic family, and then later attended a fundamental denomination that ensured that I, everything in life was considered a sin, or I either needed to repent or confess. I felt like God was not a big God, but contained in a little box. I began to doubt that God loved me, and I eventually began the process of dropping out of Bible college, feeling unwanted and unloved by people in my current church or friends. Well, most friends. God always had his hand in things. We had chapel service every day, and in the three weeks before leaving the college, I stopped attending the daily chapel services. My friend Gary spoke these words over me. He was a friend at the Bible college. He said, Frank, I feel that you have a calling on your life. I feel that it's genuine, and I feel that it's not fake. I still laid in bed for those three weeks, and I wouldn't get out of bed except for one day. But prior to those three weeks being over, Gary would also knock on the door every morning, and my roommate would let him in, 
and he would come and stand by my bedside and he would sing my favorite hymn to me. Um, and he walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me I am his own and the joy we'll share as we tarry there is like none other has ever known. That hymn is in the garden, if, you, if anybody's familiar with it. That last day of those three weeks, I also had a friend named Nara. She, uh, I got up out of bed that day, and I got dressed. I took a shower. I got dressed. I even brushed my teeth, probably. <laughs> and I walked into the classroom, and I was sitting in the back, and Nara was sitting in front of me. And this is my favorite verse. I guess you call it a life verse for me. It's Jeremiah 29, 11 through 14. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a future and of hope. <clears throat> then you will call on me and come pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Will you believe God wants to lead you? Will you believe that God loves you? Friends, my journey took me back to Colorado, and I found myself back at the original university and continued to go into church, but eventually found myself hopping from church to church. Later, I moved to Denver, and God put my life partner in my life, and as of this past July 18th, we've been together for 24 years. We attended several churches together and moved to Texas in the year 2000. We finally found a steady church home we attended from 2009 to 2019. Upon finishing graduate school at the University of the Incarnate Word, I began working as a patient advocate, and I was working alongside chaplains. This, is, this sparked something deep inside my heart, and this is where I realized something was missing in my life. Being that many churches I attended in the past seemed to be welcoming if I were giving that 10%. This caused more doubt in my, in my life for me. I just stopped listening to God and doubted the calling I felt in my life. God could never truly call someone like me. This calling could not be real. The church and the pastors of the past all proclaim these things from the pulpit, so it must be true. I also have heard positive messages in the past, and I believe I'm hearing them in the present as well. God is a God of love and does not make mistakes. We do. Let us look back at our original question. Will you believe God wants to lead you? Will you believe God wants to love you. You can't see God. You can't hear God. You can't touch God. I sense a little discomfort in this room. Why? Because these are the questions that are asked every day. Many of us here, out in our city and around the world, are searching for the meaning of life. 
or what we believe. Yes, we can often find help with our faith in church, but sometimes we must dig deeper. Let us take a moment to think about this together. Why do you think, what do you think the answer is? God's easy answer is having us turn back to the Bible. The people of the Bible were different from those of us living today. The people, there were many gods, little g, to worship and choose from. There were few agnostics or atheists. Now we have many religions, traditions, and denominations to choose from. We cannot measure God's love or prove the existence of God. We continue to question why we experience natural disasters that destroy communities and take lives, and why we have broken marriages and addictions. The list keeps growing, doubt lingers, and we blame God. In my own story, I felt God saying, Frank, you are a child of God. You are called. You are enough. You are beautifully and wonderfully made. Did I hear a voice? No. But a nudging at my heartstrings, strings, and not my mind so much. Confidence in God's existence is more than comfort. It means we are responsible for being thankful to someone who knows us better than we know ourselves. This includes all my secrets, my shame, and my frightening moments I took way back in my brain somewhere. Where does your doubt come from? What tips your scale over the edge? My tipping point came from finding out that the church Ron and I attended, and the kids as well, on occasion, would allow us to only volunteer in a compass any capacity, but not preach or teach. Well, this is when my, our journey becomes clearer. We prayed and decided to make some changes. During this time, COVID happened, and we found ourselves watching different churches online, like many of us. Being home seemed to strengthen my faith, and I, and I felt nudged to explore nature, enjoy the birds, the sunset, and more. I believe God gives us a whole added dimension beyond ourselves. It allows us to proclaim that we are not living just for ourselves, but for God as well. I received a letter congratulating me, congratulating me on my acceptance to Austin Presbyterian Theological Seminary. Again, I felt God had a place in all this, but doubt surrounded this call to ministry. I, I would say in prayer, what the heck, God, are you doing? This, is where, this was where God grabbed me and he shook me up a bit. This is where my story gets interesting as well. I got an email from the seminary from our dean of students, and she thought that I might be interested in this church job opening. I was, but I wasn't interested in the, church, in the job. I looked up the church online, and in 2021, we visited the church in person. 
We have found our church home. We both have been loved, accepted, along with our kids, our grandkids, not for being us and not what a church or a pastor feels we should be. Letting us be loved the way God loves us, proclaiming the truth of the gospel. Friends, yes, the vine exists to follow Jesus together. What will it take for us to truly not doubt that God is a God that loves us? Let us look back at that curious, go happy young man. That's me. Now I stand before you today loving our God and proclaiming his good news. I didn't have to see to believe, but I had to let my mind accept God's love to let God reside in my heart without any doubt. All of us at some point experience doubt because we are not sure sometimes we tend not to believe or have much confidence in something. We often do what we often do that with one another. We are people of seeing as believing. We must witness it for ourselves and it must be concrete in front of our eyes to believe. In our darkest times, we do not have time for doubt. Jesus is here waiting now and has always been waiting for, for us to say, yes, Lord, I want to know you, the keeper of my soul. I want to love you. Will you believe God wants to lead you? Will you believe that God loves you? Let us pray. Lord, give you glory for these moments together this morning, for letting us gather and listening to your word. We pray that someone's life was touched by the words that were spoken. And we ask that you just carry our doubts away, further away than when we walked in this door. Let your Holy Spirit give us peace and comfort in all of our steps and all of our yearnings to get to know you better or to find whatever we believe. In all this we pray, amen. We hope you found this message encouraging. If you would like to learn more about The Vine, get connected to our community, or contribute financially to The Vine's ministry, go to our website at thevineaustin.org.